Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. It is official. We have been doing this, well, at least reviewing anime anyway, for 10 years now. For too ten, long. 10 and, years. Uh, a full third drive. of my fucking life. <laughs> as we uh, as we have been staring down the our, our 41st season of anime here, summer 2022, oh, I'm starting to wonder... That. How we've made it ten years, <laughs> uh, you know. To be fair, I I do feel like a lot. Uh, while I don't know if I'm going to end up watching more than two or three shows this season, there are probably a lot of things that aren't bad and just like not my cup of tea. Perhaps or... I would say, based on you know the evidence of an episode or two, this is perhaps an average to above average season so far. Like. like... I, I I don't know. I would not I would not characterize it as above average. Oh, I would say average at best. Um, yeah. I am but, watching uh, three fifty episode Yoshiyuki Tomino anime right now because right, I, I have nothing else to okay. watch this season. But that's because you're clinically insane. It's got nothing to do with the actual <laughs> season. Alright, well we'll talk more about that in a second. Let's just introduce everybody. I'm Jill. I'm joined by Iroh. I'm not dead yet. Still with us. Uh, we've got G. Like how Gundam took my life. Um, my my son. Uh, the Glorio took my life. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, and I, uh, not, it cannot not, be forgiven for that. Cannot be forgiven. I, is this a Gundam reference? Because those get... Those go over my head. Yes, apologies. It's just... Um, Screenshots of the Gundam Witch from Mercury prologue episode uh, have been floating on the I've internet. I've not seen. I've not. And had a okay. The the most prominent oh, screenshot okay, yes. that's now coming I'm, out now it's coming back is to me. a yeah. shot of protesters protesting against Gundam with a sign in the protest saying "Gundam took my child." Okay. Very good. Very good. Oh, that yes. is that the angle that are going to be going with that? Oh man. Uh, that's we'll here's the out. thing. It's not subbed. It's not subbed yet. So uh, most all all Western fans can really do is just like look for screenshots of the raws and try to you know decipher it. it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that'll be a topic for next season, right? Next season. That's correct. So, anyway, yes. So we are. We have arrived. At our Wait, own. am I chopped liver or yeah. something? I guess. Oh he yes. Is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. Zig. And I broke out my classy glass bottle of Mountain Dew for this episode, oh. too. <laughs> I'm, I, I apologize. Uh, you, you, you were already talking before. I was just I was already in the mood. I was in the zone. But, uh, it's yes. True. You cannot joined stop by me Zig. from talking. Yes. Uh, Zig and his fancy Mountain Dew are here it's with us. True. Yes. So... But yes, we uh, we're, due to the timing of the podcast, we're actually two and even three episodes in on some of the shows for this season. Uh, of course, we've had all of our um, written first looks up, so you can go check those out. But uh, before we get too much into the the new shows, I was thinking about 
you know, I I'm I'm kind of down on this season. Uh, I, you know, not a whole lot I'm watching, and I started reminiscing about uh, what things were like in summer 2012 when we started the blog. Oh no! Oh boy! And, sort of online. And I was wondering, wasn't that the you know, No. Are uh, are things actually uh, worse than they were in uh, <laughs> ten years oh, ago? Mm. So. I guess, I guess you could call this a game that I would like to, to play here before we start. So okay, I would okay. immediately like to offer the disclaimer that we did not first look the terrible isekai animes that came out this season. Like the Slave Harem Dungeon one. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which I thought about doing, but then decided not to bother yeah, with. Yeah, I think... So, see, yeah. Well, whatever. Let's let's do this first, and then we can... Yeah. We can yeah. we can cover we, we, up we, later. we can we can fully judge uh, the current season after our, mm-hmm. my little game here if you'll indulge uh-huh. me. So of course, I'm going to uh, read off some ti- read off titles from summer 2012. Okay, and you know first of all, you guys can mm-hmm. tell me if you even remember it. Uh huh. And I just want your real gut reactions as I mm-hmm. read the titles here. So yes, I'm going by uh, order of popularity here on AnnieChart.net. Oh Shout out to them. Oh boy. So number one, of course, started out online. Of course, yeah, it was not the, do- the dominant yeah, anime it was of the time. Uh, yeah. The big dog on campus of we have said a lot of things about Sword Art Online. Yes. Boy, have we start off with yeah. a bang here? Uh, the progenitor of <laughs> a trend in anime that still has not gone away. Okay. ten years. If you later. if you'll forgive me a brief tangent, I okay. was talking to some uh, people from the let's say Western writer sphere uh, uh-huh. earlier today, and they went on a big thing about how about the lit RPG genre and how actually this is really interesting. You see, if if like it's like it's like <laughs> literature, but it's like an RPG. They have character levels and stuff. It's a new trend, and also the progression genre, which <laughs> you may know as Shansha, but Western version. And I was just collapsing I mean, into my chair. Okay, so and, here's the thing, right? Like, right. Impact still being felt to this day. <sighs> The, yeah. the thing the thing we need to realize is that all of us here are, like, dangerously terminally online. Yeah. And thus way too plugged into the going-ons of our little sphere of media. Right. And the we moment are you inside step... a bubble, inside it just, it a bubble. It just felt like I stumbled yes. across a sewage leak. Yes, yes, and that is the thing, <laughs> is the moment you step outside of it, you realize... Yes, you know, that's a great example. We live in the septic tank, uh-huh. and whenever we come out of it, we see that only a little bit of it leaks out at a time, right? Uh-huh. So you see these, you know, look, I, you know, you see these normies, so to speak, <laughs> oh, you boy. know, lapping up the puddle of sewage <laughs> that's leaking from the outside. And we're like, wait, no, stop. They're going, mm, Nom, 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 nom. Ooh, lit RPG. How how innovative. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. we who just got out of the septic tank are right. like, what are you doing? Stop. That's no. coming out of a septic tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, they just continue. don't know. They don't know. Yes. It's... Let, let, let's, power th- let's power through yes. some of these other ones. I uh, think one of them might listen to this podcast, so hello. Huh? <laughs> um, go ahead. Yes. What was that? <laughs> Nothing. No, continue. Okay. Uh, uh, Kokoro Connect. Remember that one? Um, oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! That that was one of those shows. I feel like me me ten years ago enjoyed it, and me now probably would not enjoy it. Is that uh, the that, one? That was like body the, swapping. 
Yeah. It starts with body swapping, but then other okay. stuff happens. Okay, wait, wait. I, I that, remember people the... losing their fucking minds because that's the, the uh, Sawashiro I, the... character looked directly yes. at the camera and said, I masturbate to you. Yeah, yes, ha, that's you the I masturbate to you I was going to say, is that the one with the screenshot? Okay. Yes. Oh, I, yep. I guess we're just remembering anime through their memes, huh? Yes. Uh, yeah, the DNA of the DNA soul. Of soul. <laughs> then we have... Uh... <laughs> God. So I can't play H... No, one. no, yep. no. I actually do remember that one. Uh, could, I, I remember, like, if you say the title, I say that's sure a thing we did at one point. And yeah, that's, that, yeah, the that's end always of an anime. Uh, the, the the worst anime that I personally watched in the Glorio era, Aesthetic oh. of Orokiro. Oh my god, oh, that's the uh, <laughs> punch, uh, which, which we have referenced it? recently. Yeah, that's, uh, the that's the one where. Uh, the main dude punches all the girls uh, oh, in the stomachs that, that they piss themselves, and then he has sex with his sister. Um, <laughs> just the, you know sorry, what? Maybe we have made this some is, for ten years. Every time the synopsis of that show comes up, it's the funniest fucking shit in the world because it sounds like a parody. Like it sounds like the type of mean spirited parody of an anime that like GTA would invent. Like <laughs> like in GTA Six, you're gonna be like driving your car and listening to a podcast and like. Mm-hmm. Their fake crunchy roll, which is going to be called like crappy roll or yeah. something, will have I an agree. ad for an I, anime with an exactly that, I that bad synopsis. News for you, G. There's already a fake anime in GTA 4. So. Yeah. Well, um, shit. I, man, wait, where? I hear you, uh, though. It sounds, like, it sounds, like, it sounds oh, like if you were trying to write a parody of a bad anime, that's what it would be. And no, it's yeah. real. Um, All right. Oof. Uh, Campion, I know you guys are not going to remember. Oh, no. Uh, I remember a little too much about Campion. Yeah, it's about like some... It was a harem show. This dude getting the powers of a god and goes around killing all the other gods or something. Man, how little things change. He collects like a harem of girls that fight for him. and Uh The more things uh change, the more Uh, they stay. Could these girls perhaps be leveraged into some sort of popular mobile game? Whoa. Yeah, it was pre... Well, I guess... Before those days... It was not. It was. The, it was before the days where everything got turned into a gotcha. Right. It would definitely have been. Those days was still just Puzzle Dragon. Yeah. Um. Ah, yes. The ambition of Oda Nobuna, the era of the gender swap oh, wow. to Sengoku. Wait, yeah. Nobuna or Nobunaga? Nobuna. Nobuna. She was gender swapped. Yes, that's what well, they I call the gender swapped. Do not remember of... that one. I remember. The only, I, the, 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 I only remember yeah. two Nobunaga-based shows. One's Nobunaga the Fool, and the other is Nobunaga. Mm. All the other Nobunaga shows can leave. Did Nobunaga <laughs> right. show up in Sengoku Basura? He does as yeah. Yeah. as a like fifty foot tall. Well, right, okay, he's right. not normally fifty feet tall. He's normally yes, a normal but... human size, but he can shape shift. Yes, sure. Yep. Um, uh-huh. Okay. It's, also, uh, he's normally a Wakamoto. Yes. Finally, a good show. Humanity has declined. Oh hell yeah! Uh, that's the one with the bread. Yeah, yes, that's the, the Gloria legend. Uh, okay. Yes. The cursing chickens. I'll be honest. Yes. I, n- I could never get into that one. Like I, I, I remember back when we were all y- y'all were watching yeah. it, and I watched like a few episodes, and I was like, I, I don't know about this one. Distance. It's super bizarre. Yeah, I like go, the go idea. back and go back and check out our uh, oral history of. I Gloria read an article that. recently about the author of that original of the virtual novels humanity has declined and how like Uh-oh. he writes extremely bizarre shit and oh, okay. back in the day and like the early arrow gay scene wrote a bunch of bizarre shit that huh like yes Urobuchi and nasu and everyone else in that scene cite as like a major influence yeah he, he did so write some 
influential uh, mm-hmm. era gay from way back when, yes. So you're saying um, if he had been 10 years later, he would have been like a global megastar, basically. I mean, hey, as much know, as... Sometimes it happens. Right, but he's kind of names. like the one like one of the guys from that scene that did not break into the West, unlike right. Urbuchi and Nasu. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the, the original Rakugo anime, Joshi Raku. God. Oh, I remember God. that from the... There's the... the the joke where they're like they're animating us so much even though there's yes. nothing to animate there, there, there are a couple there are a couple good jokes <laughs> i wouldn't say that show is good but there are a couple good jokes in that uh glory the, the eternal glorio example of a d-list or c-list average anime love election in chocolate holy fuck uh no i don't remember that one no i i definitely remember uh there were certain members of this blog who like carried a torch for that show. In I believe it. Like, yes, I seem to recall times back then. That was based on an arrow game, I think. Sure. Uh, yeah. It, well, it's on a vi- it's a visual novel. I don't I don't remember, but yeah. Um, and of course, Bimbogami Ga slash Good oh, Luck. Oh wow, that was that season. Okay. Yeah. As, was as endorsed by uh, Jeff. As yeah. I as I have not shut Cite- up about ten citing years your blog on Japan tour. Yeah, which is pretty fucked up. But hey, uh, you know, in hindsight, is Bimbogami Ga the start of your love affair with the dirtbag anime comedy? <laughs> I I think it was my, it was always in my heart. But that's I feel I sure sure. I feel like the yes. real start of that is Ixion Saga D two. Well, that's not till next season. <laughs> right, but, I'm, but yes. I'm saying like that is when it blossomed into a full-on thing. True. Right. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Yuri season two. Remember that show? Uh, no. Um, nope. It, I'm like fairly certain di- I reviewed that show, and I don't remember it. Yeah, that's that's that was uh, Doga Kobo when they were still making comedies. Uh, ah, and, a bygone uh, era. There were some good. When they were still uh, good. There were some the furtive uh, Doga Kobo, so easily <laughs> forgotten. There were some good visual gags of that, I'll give them that. Yeah, like, uh, there was more nothing like, wrong with I don't know, <laughs> healing church or some shit. All right, here we go. Uh, I thought you were saying Doga into Kobo, madness. Doga Kobo is the dung eater, but... <laughs> here we go. Uh, <laughs> give it uh, to me. Naka Emo, my little sister's among them. God, um, is that what? the is that the I Heart Emoto T-shirt show? No, 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 no. no um, that was this that was, was the like one where he, that was only I. Yeah, this this was uh, he goes to a school with a bunch of girls and has to marry one of them, but and but one of them is his sister and he doesn't know which one it is. Honestly, How do we is, ever do this for this, ten years? This joke isn't funny anymore. You can't just keep making. <laughs> I'm just up like anime. I'm just like pummeling you into the ground here. Yeah, you the, can't the, just keep. That is like, a, like that is like an anime mad ribs. Like you need you, you need to. <laughs> You could have said this was any step up number of bad sister shows. That we Jell, we need to start together. saying some real anime soon, or else this joke doesn't work anymore. <laughs> you know, you know what's crazy is like I actually remember all of these. God, um, uh, Tari Tari, the early days of the PA works. Yeah, I was uh, going to say that is like one of the original oh, wow. PA works. Shows. Yeah, that's not that's... the that's not the ocean one. N- no, what? this is like the no, singing that's a club one. one. No, this it was a singing club. I was saying the ocean one. Was that the ocean one? Was there was no immediately involved uh there there oh. might have been a of like an episode with a horse but it was not about horses was that after hanasaku iroha or yes hanasaku iroha is like ground zero right yes yeah. that's I when feel they like started like... did not really stick with me like i think i mean even hanasaku iroha i kind of had problems with i feel like it wasn't till um shirobako where i was i finally right. kind of clicked with yeah, the pa after, works after taritari was like what nagi nasukara or something 
I don't remember, but Shit, I do remember Tari Tari because I didn't like the show, but they had like one girl on there that deserved to be on a better show. Um, <laughs> Ain't that uh, and then a recurring uh, story? Theme in anime. Yeah, the first the first show we ever reviewed, Kingdom. Uh huh. Well, guess good news. That. Ten Woo! years later, the yeah, Kingdom so season running. four is out. It's still yes. strong. It's airing literally. It's not this all CG season. anymore. And it's not all CG. So it is the rare all CG disaster that somehow reverse coursed. Went right. back to traditional anime. Uh, I know you guys are not going to remember uh, La Storia della Arcana Formiglia, so uh, we'll just. Skip the, that wasn't one. that a Gynax? No, it was like a. It was, no, it was like one of the. Of, um, it was like an Otomi game. Uh, I'm thinking of thing. Dantalian. Yes, that's that's that but, was Gynax. Yep. Yeah, that was pre Glorio okay. era. Shit. Uh, Dog Day Season 2. <laughs> I know I a person who <laughs> swears up and down the Dog Day's rules. I, I think the character design's kind of cute. That's it. You know, I got nothing. Uh, uh, was Season that 2 team, the one? That team currently doing uh, the sports thing this season. Extreme Hearts, which I should Extreme really like on. Uh, was Season 2 the one where like they got in a bunch of trouble for that really pornographic transformation sequence? I think so, yeah. Anime can get in trouble for that? <laughs> it was pretty bad. Like, it, yeah, it was, I mean, it was like... Yeah, they were laying truly it on another time. on that one. Yeah. yeah. Um... Natsuyuki Rendezvous? Anybody remember that one? Uh, that's the what? Wishing Rock, isn't it not? No. Like, that's, no? That's, that's, that's a Natsuhiro... Fuck! This, they both this started like Natsu, a, okay? This was like a Wait, moody... Wait, uh, the Wishing Rock one Natsuhiro was the one Kiseki, which had, like, right? uh, Aki Toyasaki and, like, all the yeah, members was of her, the band. She was, it, yeah, it was Sphere. Yes. The, it was the, 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 the yeah. actress slash idol group Sphere yeah. voicing that, yes. Anyway, that is not um, the show we talked That about. is not the show. This was like a moody Jose thing that was... Sure. Like we probably would be sure. really into it these days, to be honest. Uh, th- yeah. This one this one stings uh, Move Love Alternative Total Eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> the original Hate Watch. Uh, uh, Move um, Love... Total Eclipse was already 10 years too late when it arrived, <laughs> and now, 10 years later, it is still too late. Yeah, M- Muv Love Alternative Season 2 next season. Oh yeah, um, no. Wait, really? Yep. Yep. God. Uh, uh, I guess we'll throw in Pokemon Black and White Rival Destinies. Um, sure, whatever. Horizon in the Middle of Nowhere Season 2. Oh you guys God. remember that show? Um, I remember the it's best. It's best that you don't. Um. Uh, Hakuoki was another Otomi game, which actually went on to be pretty popular. Um, Utakoi, which was like the uh, mm-hmm. the collection of like old uh, Japanese poems turned into anime, and had the like wildly inappropriate ED by Sold Out. Right, <laughs> Sold Out rolls. <laughs> yeah, shoutouts um, to Sold Out. I'm waiting for you to hurt me, Joe. Hurt me. Yeah. Um, Oh, shout out to C-list uh, mecha anime Lagrange, the Flower of Renee, season oh, wow. two. Uh, I remember oh, the name man. of that thing and nothing else Vaguely. about it. Like and first, then... I thought first I thought about um, first I thought about um, Guilty Crown. Then I thought about uh, ah, fuck it, I, all of these like mecha shows. Bloody complex. In my head. This was yeah. like um, so. This was actually like a. a, a it was a cast of girls on right. This it was one. the girls sure. and the robots, yeah. right? It was like a turquoise robot. I kind of remember. Yeah, it was okay. Like... It was all right. Yeah, I, I, I it's a C list C list mecha anime. I'm gonna call it. 
Although they did make it into Robot Wars, didn't Looks they? Like this was a Zebek. Um, I'm not sh- Huh, did LaGrange make I mean, it into Super Robot Wars? Look, so. if Knights and Magic can make it into Super Robot Wars, they'll take it. Knights and Magic is... Yes, but popular, you, you would be surprised, like, that, know. you know, like, because of rights things, it's not like yeah. every mecha is eventually a lock for, for, mm, for yeah. SRW, but, uh... Couple, couple of uh, quick hitters of shows that were continuing from the previous season at that Hyoka, point. Right? Hyoka, of course. Yep. So mm-hmm. there's something good. Sure. I should probably go back and give that another chance. Um, Kuroko's basketball oh, that wow. was starting its huge. I mean, it uh, was it was huge. Yeah. Like, another basketball was yeah. massive. Yeah. Another titan of its time. Uh, Excel World, the alternative to Sword Art Online, if you remember that. The other thing written by uh, that guy. Right. Yeah, oh, like that thing. Excel World. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah the one that was yeah. not Slayed nearly as popular. Uh, yeah. I, it was popular at the time, but then Sword yeah, Art no, Online but just stole sort of, its, just uh, fell off a cliff, right? Yes. Yeah. Everyone, yeah, moved on. Funnily uh, enough, I believe he wrote that after Sword Art Online. Right, yeah, the timing was weird. Um, but they, I mean, it only came out like a season before it, right? But, yeah. uh, Space Brothers. Oh, hey, wow. Space, Space Brothers. Bros. Space oh, Brothers is pretty That's good. still running, isn't it? Uh, the what? manga. Oh, uh, yeah, yes, I yes, think so. the anime um, is not, right? Plenty yeah. of people I... I know who I think highly of, and also G think Space Brothers is pretty good, so, uh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> look, fired. I, uh, I... I, I got a soft spot for anything about going to space, you know, especially yeah. when it's a more hard sci-fi or Boy grounded. Has the right to dream. Um, yes, uh, you know, again, an early anime for me that starred like an adult protagonist mm. who uh, yeah. clearly did not have his shit together. Yeah. Um, a regular uh, lot, lot of, lot of, yeah, a lot, a lot of Kotetsu energy there. Yeah. Um, um, the most important show on this list: Polar Bears Cafe. <laughs> man. Um, Zig, you wanted me to hurt you. Uh, yeah, Eureka, hurt Se- Eureka Seven. Hey, Eureka Seven. Probably the worst show on this list. Worse yep. than the dude Whoa. punching women and pissing themselves. Whoa. It's it's definitely the the biggest disappointment uh, for sure. You know, just the the expectations. Did so, Daisato write that? No, huh? I actually I'm not sure. Somebody's gonna have to look that up. I'll look it up. Uh, yeah, I refuse I to believe that show had a writer. Um, well, <laughs> Eureka Seven AO had a, great a really great opening, <laughs> yeah. and uh, that's there yeah, it's, yep. are multiple writers listed here, and none of oh, them as writer. We don't have to we don't have to litigate this, but I just that's don't. Fair. Every time. Bones could be Sunrise 2. Like, they could be the second pillar of hand-drawn they, mecha animation. They don't have enough, like, but, to be Sunrise 2, they would have to have some in-house storytelling talents. And they but that's don't. the problem. They they have, like, oh. I have I have watched, so, you know, the, the new Eureka 7 movie came out recently, right? And so I just watched a couple of, like, you know, I just looked up the fight scenes on yeah. YouTube because that's all I care about at this point. They look really good. Yeah. Like, they're really impressive, like, rivaling, like, Sunrise's, like, Gundam film production. I mean, the, the best Macross missile since Macross. Yeah, but again, it's, all this talent is being wasted on some of the worst scripts imaginable. So yeah. I, for, as a 10th anniversary thing, like, before we decided that we were just gonna, like, keep it relatively low-key, 
I thought about going back and doing an episode by episode write up of Eureka Seven now again. No, don't do it. No, that's not for your own for your own sanity. I've looked it up as a friend. Let me let me try and stop you from doing that. The the writer who wrote the most episodes of Eureka Seven AO also wrote uh, Legend of the Overfiend and uh, Kamen Rider Blade. Kamen Rider Blade was alright. Is that one of the good ones? I don't. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. sure. Uh, Don't forget Legend of the Overfiend Two, Legend of the Demon Womb. All right. Well, we can't sure. we can't get into the uh, the, okay, the uh... All right. well, you anyway. U.S. Seven Hour fucking sucks. Yes, <laughs> and it is like ultimately responsible for the fact that everything attached to that brand has sucked since. Eureka Seven right will never recover. Yeah. Ouch. Uh, one last thing I'm going to put on this list. Uh, another one of my. Both number, another one of my cult favorites and yet another uh, gender-swapped Sengoku-era show, Sengoku Collection. Oh, God. Possibly um, the last uh, weird thing Brainsbase made. Uh, huh. Where they they did the... Uh, well, I think it was, a, it was supposed to... It was, was actually it was a mobile... Penguin drum? Yes. Post, post Penguin Drum. In it was supposed mind... to be like a mobile game adaptation... But rather than try to do anything involving the game, they made an episodic uh, series where they took one character and then spun their, and then like spun that into like some kind of movie parody, basically. Sure. Uh, okay. Yeah, I do recall it this. It was weird. Certainly uh, weird and interesting. Let's put it that way. I enjoyed it. it. In my mind, Brain Space made Penguin Drum and then immediately ceased to exist. So. <laughs> right. right. Yes. Um, they did. They did Bakano and. So, so that's uh, summer summer 2012, folks. Gorsh. We have somehow survived. How did we survive? Yeah. yeah. What was the best show there? Um, I, Space I, Brothers, I, think I guess. Opinions. I mean, opinions. Yeah, for me, it's probably that. Space Brothers. Like the rest okay. of this is like a pretty dire list, honestly. I'm... Like there's. I think I even recall around yeah, that Hyoka, time. I, I, think I, was... I think I think the safe pick is Yoga. I mean, you all know yeah. what my pick is, but. I, I definitely remember being pretty yeah, uh, dim on anime in general around show. around this yes. time period. Like, mm-hmm. I think just like I was like, I think in general, I was, like, I was just like looking at what was coming out in 2012 and going, man, this is all dog shit. Like, Oof. like, I think was Jojo 2012? Uh, that's the next the next season after that. Oh, okay, started. okay so yeah, that's probably like... about like nature. Anime began healing when Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> I think. Aired. I think. I've, I think we might. I've, I'm thinking about playing this game again next season for the next for the, to parallel our first full oh, year. So fair, sure, why not? Maybe, maybe we'll talk about that next I season. I seem to recall, like at the end of 2012, we had a pretty good list of shows. So you there's know, some good like... stuff in the first half. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Oof. All right. That's well, uh, that's for the 10 years ago. What about right now? Yes, there's your blast from the past. And here we are in summer 2022. And the coldest summer for the rest of our lives. Well, no, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to entertain that sentiment in even the slightest. Yes. Um all anyway, right. Speaking of ice cold. So, again, I'm just going to remind Jell's walking right over that. <laughs> I, I didn't even hear what uh, you said on that one. Jesus. No, that's probably for the best. Okay, just keep going. Um, yes, yeah, so like I said, uh, you know, you can check out all of our first our written first yes. looks for a lot more shows on the on the blog. 
we generally only pick the shows that we're going to continue watching or if they are uniquely bad and we feel like they're or worth we're forced about. to yeah mm. or yeah if we find it's worth talking about so um let's start with some of the what we're call, well, I guess what we're calling returning shows we were debating this before the we started recording but yeah um start with uh Ruby Ice Queendom uh, this is the, of course, the traditional anime remake slash new story for the for Ruby. I was curious about this because I never watched Ruby because I hated the art. Uh, and when I heard it was Shaft doing it, who love them or hate them, they tend to have very unique. They have a look, uh, a unique look to things. I thought, okay, I'm kind of curious what this is all about. And let me say, as someone who has never watched Ruby that tried to watch this, don't bother. Wow, uh, it's. I mean, that's basically what Artemis said. Shots right, fired. Right. It's well, it, and even if if you have watched Ruby, you might get you. It still might not give you anything out of this. But as as someone who did had no idea what was going on, they don't make very much effort in trying to explain much. Or well, no, I that, should say that's true to the source material. I should say the so to be more specific, it, it is. I watched the first episode, which is really three episodes, so it's mm. over an hour long. Right, <laughs> a triple length. Mm-hmm. And the the beginning of what would be like the first episode, uh, is like okay, this kind of makes sense. It's a little rushed, but I'm I'm with you. And then it, after that, it just becomes like barely comprehensible. Um, they're trying to cram in like seasons worth of content into an hour, basically. Right. My understanding is like they have to recap like literally the first two seasons of the original version or yeah something. and it's so, like if they had i feel like if they had, they had maybe framed this as a recap and like maybe threw in a little narration in between things at least it, i could like get the gist of the story but they, they just presented it as everything what yes, was that yes. there you go there's a throwback uh-huh, for you there's a 10 year right. blast from uh-huh. the past move on <laughs> yeah um the yeah, I think if they had framed it as like a recap and like threw in a little narration to explain things, it might have, like I could have at least like figured out what was going on. But they just like plow through it with no explanation, and like mm. you're you're it, the one one scene in particular stuck out to me that was like hilarious. Um, they introduced like the one male character who's like on the other team, I guess, and. Uh, Within like five minutes, they're at this very dramatic scene where he's dying and they have to rescue him. <laughs> and like, I could see how if you had been watching for like two seasons, this would be like an intense, like powerful moment. But because I just met this guy like five minutes ago, right, I'm like, like I, don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't care about this at all. So that's I how guess I felt. that the way you're describing it, I, I, it sounds like this anime is meant primarily for fans of the original series, right? That this appears not, to be the case. Like, uh, this is not necessarily a way to onboard people onto Ruby who didn't watch the web series. This is, like, this is for the fans. Like, yes. I will say, however, if you are a fan, you will probably also be disappointed. <laughs> right, so that's a thing. So, it, I feel like, <laughs> can I guess what you're going to say here? I is it because guess. the action is no good? I, overall, yes, the animation, if, if you came here thinking, oh, it'll be cool to see Ruby animated in traditional animated form, uh, it is a hot mess. Cool. They, It feels like it was done by, like, four different studios. Like, the, <laughs> I the, mean, the so shots... probably was. 
the shots barely line up. Like, and if you think it's going to be like some weird shaft kind of thing, that's not. It's not at all. Like, there's mm. no shaft. I mean, DNA. also, shaft isn't even necessarily the studio I would go to for, like. Right. Your no. high octane style over substance action show. Right, right. There, like, as, there was as, as there much. was one, there was one part where like, so so there there'll be individual shots that are like abs- like almost over animated. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yes, there's, yes. There's, there's like too much going on, and like everything's like fully shaded and like you know for like maybe two or three seconds for one shot. And then they'll cut away to like the cast like running over a bridge, and they're just like tweening them over the bridge. Like, <laughs> it's just like again, this a... is fairly faithful to the source material, but uh, yes, I, but I, it's not supposed to be in that yeah, regard. Yeah. Right? It's, I, the the I whole think... point of this was seeing this animated <clears throat> in like real quote unquote yeah, real anime with higher production values. Yeah. So all right, can I ask um, a question? Yes. What is Ruby actually about? I have no idea. Okay. It's about, it's about it's <laughs> about providing a framework for some very cool. Monty things. Ohm took that question to his grave. Yeah, yes. like, to be frank, I, I, they're, yeah. they're well, super powered. Te- they're super powered teenagers fighting monsters at a school. That's the all one. I can tell the you. one thing I knew about Ruby is they've they've got colors and they've got the like magazine staves from Nanoha. Like, yes, that's that's, that's all. I know. Well, you, you would probably you could probably learn more from Ruby from playing Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle yeah. featuring Ruby from the Ruby series. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, okay. That's, I uh, mean, uh, like a lot of people really like Ruby. I don't. And <laughs> I, yes, but but if, if you are one of those people, people the original yeah. series still exists. You'll be okay. Even the people who didn't like Ruby thought the fights were really cool, and yeah. like without that, those what first couple of seasons of the original Ruby were really bad, and I'm not sure what you get by retelling them in condensed form. Okay, then. Yeah. So anyway, moving on. Uh, we didn't talk about this in our preview show, but I know you guys watched uh, Tokyo Mew Mew New. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, sort of, yeah. How uh, new is like, the Mew Mew? This it's is not like... very new. Uh, <laughs> it, well, was... is it is this like a, is this like a remake so, of the original mm-hmm. series? So this is this is a remake or another adaptation of the original manga, um, which was released between two thousand and two thousand and three, and the original anime was a fifty-two episode uh, show because that's back when you could get fifty-two episodes by falling off a log, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first half of it was also brought west as Mew Mew Power, which uh, made up part of the Tsunami block, and therefore it is sacrosanct to a lot of people who were 13 in 2000. However, I, rec- I seem to recall at the time there was a lot of um, people were complaining that it was about the localization choices. Yeah, I mean, it is one of those four kids era dubs. You know, yeah. it is it is Luffy with the squeaky toy hammer <laughs> era for kids. <laughs> uh-huh. You know. Um, but, but did, did it have a like... rap opening? <laughs> Unfortunately not. No. Oh, um, you hate to see it. Do you like very traditional magical girl shows? Because if you do, this is one of those. And if right. you don't, this is one of those. Like, <laughs> I... Sure, hey, exactly what it says on the tin, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't necessarily think there's too much more to say. You know, I enjoyed sure. it a great deal because I enjoy those types of shows. But yeah. um, And it's nice to see it you know, looking 
it looks a little bit up more up to date, but like everybody is still painfully nineties in design. You know, yeah, they've I, got like the oh, yeah. it, the elaborate school uniforms, the puffy hair, the huge eyes, you know, all of the trademarks of that right. era. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it as a pleasant throwback. Sure. Um, there could be something charming about that. Right? Yeah, I mean it's super out of yeah. time, it felt like. Like actually you know, it's funny, we didn't actually put it on the list, <clears> but um I'll just bring it up real quick because I only watched one episode, but um, we also watched uh, Bastard, which also oh, uh, yeah. got a new anime this season. So speaking of 90s properties <laughs> yes, getting new anime, uh, it's kind of a similar thing of like, it's almost it's a time un- capsule. unflinchingly faithful to its 90s vibe, right? Edgy 90s seinen vibe, right? Like, uh, you know, it's about a... It's about a dark wizard literally named Dark Schneider uh, right. who, who was sealed away in a war Wasn't over he the in kingdom. Was <laughs> uh, Oh, you know, it's... Uh, so the thing we found out is that um, specifically... Uh, Bastard specifically was a huge influence on one Daisuke Ishiwatari uh, who would later go on to make Guilty Gear. And suddenly a lot of things fall into place because yes. Bastard... Uh, also names all of its dudes after, like, rock and metal guys, you know? Like, literally in the first episode, a new a dude named Osborne shows up. Right. You know? uh, Invading you the know, kingdom uh, of Metallica. Or, or like... Metallicana, Metallicana, I think, is, is yeah. how it's pronounced. But it's just Metallica plus some letters yeah. thrown onto the end. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's about this evil, dark, super giga-chad wizard named Dark Schneider who was sealed away, like, years ago, but... Now that the kingdom is under attack, it's a classic, like, ah, our former tormentor may be our only savior against these new, even badder guys. And, uh, That's an you know, extremely 90s plot concept. He's a 90s protagonist, so he is like a super buff, masculine, giga-chad dude, but he's also crass and aggressive and a uh-huh. lecher. He likes the ladies. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the only thing that keeps him, like, you know, it's 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 kind of that, like, you know, in hindsight, a lot of manga actually weirdly take a lot of influence from Journey to the West because, again, the only thing that keeps him, like, under wraps is, like, he can be Seal sealed spell, back yeah. into his, like, Prince Adam, like, alter ego uh, through uh, through the kiss from his childhood friend or something. So, yeah. look, man, yeah. they go on adventures, they fight demons, people get killed. All these ladies just have their tits hanging out like it's nothing. Like, it's that kind of show. Oh, and maybe a little bit like Tokyo Mew Mew New. It's another thing of, like, do you like unapologetically... I guarantee nobody has their tits hanging out in Tokyo Mew Mew. Well, okay, yeah, fair enough. Just time capsule. Yeah, yeah you just yeah. want something that is unapologetically true to yeah. its era. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, Yeah. Uh, yeah. there's Bastard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it, it is... You know, it is sort of, it has all the hallmarks of, I'm talking about Tokyo Mimu again, obviously, but like, it has all the hallmarks of the classic Magical Girl show, you know, there's a sparkly transformation that's really nicely animated. Um, My Mm -hmm. understanding is they got some of the crew from the original show back to the transformation sequence, which is a nice touch. Uh, you know there is a there is a not too heavily hammered home, but still there environmental message. So there's, there's a bit of Captain Planet in there for you. Sure. You know there's a team of spunky heroines. There's you know an attractive mysterious boyfriend. You know there's mm-hmm. some witty mentors. There's a there's a quirky 
cute animal companion. I was about to all say that, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. all that Checking stuff. all the boxes. Right. Um, yeah. The only thing I'm curious about is this thing's only meant to be 13 episodes long, so I'm interested to see if oh. they're going to try and condense 52 episodes into 13 episodes. That um, would be uh, I mean, difficult, yes. You can cut out a lot of Monster of the Weeks. But, yeah, uh, but I feel like, you know... But, like, talk to, but like that's the meat. Yeah. You know? Right, we yeah. talked about that before, right? Of like yeah. a lot of that stuff gives texture to the yeah. adventure, right? So, we'll, you know, maybe they're hoping that there will be a, maybe they're going to yeah. like only adapt a bit and hope for a follow up. But I mean, I, look, I liked if, it quite a bit. If if they're going to remake all of Legend of the Galactic <laughs> Heroes, all 110 episodes of it, <sighs> what's 52 for Tokyo Mew Mew New? That's nothing. Exactly. I mean, yeah. the difference is that like, like. 30-something military otaku have a lot more spending power than, like, 12-year-old girls most of the time. Okay, so. okay, hold, hold on, uh... hold on. Zig, are we, are we actually going to pretend that that children are the intended audience of a show like Tokyo Mew Mew New? In like... 2000, they were. Yes, oh, but in 2022, I mean, are in 2022. still, still the audience? Or is I mean, it like, I suspect it is, it is equal parts 12-year-old girls and their parents who remember the show mm-hmm. from 2000. All right. I will I just, say, like, I, it's, I, it's I, not. This is one of the things. It is. I I talk about this in my first book post, but like, it is not targeted at adults. You know, I'm sure they will happily take that peripheral demographic. You know, but I mean, are, are it is any literally these, a kids show? Okay, I was going to say, but are any of these shows intentionally targeting that demographic? Because I feel like you look at stuff like Precure or uh, uh, Nanoha and. I mean, Nanoha like, is absolutely deliberately targeting the adults. Yes, Nanoha is different. Right. Precure yeah. is in superhero time. It's for kids. Yeah, like right, Precure like, is absolutely a kids show. Right, but it has tons of adult fans. <laughs> right, right. It's, uh, it's like mostly one of because it like, has like curiously good animation a lot of yes, the time. Yes, I, I have definitely seen I would, the Sakuga vids. I mean, like I would say that that like the vast majority of magical girl anime these days is specifically targeted at the adult male audience. You know. Because, like, you have all of the, like, the bloody and violent deconstructions that follow in the wake of of Madoka. But, like, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I'm sure that this show would happily say we will take anybody who watched it. But, you know, there is there is no explicit violence. There's very little fan service aside from, you know, their magical girls and therefore have kind of fan service outfits by default, you know. Um, Right. But I... I definitely do not think that this is particularly targeted at the adult market. You know? Right. Wow. Like, that is part of its throwback appeal. It is not attempting to be edgy or deconstructive or anything in that regard. I will point mm-hmm. out it is written by Reiko Yoshida as well, as in she wrote the original manga. So, you know, that oh, probably sure. gives you some idea of the tone that they're striking. Right. There. right. But I absolutely refute the idea that this is like a, an otaku bait thing. You know, it seems completely straightforward. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of dark and bloody deconstructions. Uh, yeah. Well, so let's, well, yeah. Uh, speaking of things happening. Well, think, speaking of shows with children in them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, that's pretty, pretty oh, much the only connection here, mm-hmm. right? Let's talk about Made in Abyss Season 2, The Golden City of the Scorching Sun. Yeah. What a good uh, subtitle, good by title, the way. Yeah. That is a very, that is a very like, good subtitle. I feel like that is some classic, like, you finish climbing the ladder out of, like, uh-huh. you know, the dungeon called the Pit of Dung, and you press <sighs> the ladder, and you hear the chime noise, and the We've text in the middle of the, the screen corpses, like, yeah. says, The was, Golden City of the Scorching Sun. That was my favorite Elden Ring level. Um, uh-huh. yeah. But but uh, yeah, I'll just say I have made the uh, choice for now to just skip this. I do have oh, yeah? more okay. suffering okay. in my life. I uh, did you watch? I uh, think that is. 
but uh, which because because from and also from what you guys told me, I'd have to actually like watch the movie and everything. Yeah, which which uh, definitely the movie is. Yeah, the movie's so, intense. I will I will turn the floor over to you all. Okay. Uh, okay. As to how uh, well, season two uh, is looking, Zig is the person here with the least context. Yes, I am. So of me, G, and Ivo, I am the only person who has not read the manga and therefore does not know what to expect. Um, I think that you know the first. So there's two episodes of this out as of the time of uh, recording. Recording. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that these episodes do a really great job of reminding me why I like this show so much, which is they're full of kind of mysterious, that sort of like poetic mysteriousness, yeah. you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the appeal of travel, the, the mm-hmm. kind of like the sense of forging forward into the unknown and, you know, the danger and difficulty thereof, you know, I think right, but... that they're so atmospheric yes. and like... Full of that sort of certain je ne sais quoi, which you can't really articulate, but is there. You know? Totally. Uh, and there's also like creepy <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, I mean. And then Rico takes a dump on camera. Yeah, like. It, it, the thing is, like, yeah, I think for better or worse, right, is I think these two episodes are. <laughs> they remind you of the peaks and valleys of yeah. Made in Abyss, right? Like, because as as Zig said, like I think one of the things that uh, Tsukushi is such a master of is like capturing what drives these people to explore the abyss, yeah. right? Like the the implication of the abyss is that every trip is potentially a one way trip. And at a certain threshold, it is, right? Like, right. And, like and that you, is the threshold they've just passed. Like yes, is that... Part of the dramatic weight of some of the stuff which happens earlier on here is, you know, the sort of both spoken and unspoken understanding right. that they will never return. To yes, and, and, and there's something, and it's, it's that thing where, on paper, in theory, mm-hmm. You almost understand why episode one opens with the fa- the, f- the the flashback to the Ganja tribe mm-hmm. uh, and their origins. Oh, is that their name? Yes, yes, it's yeah. very <laughs> English speakers. Yes. You continue to get a laugh out of the fact I... that they are called the Ganja tribe. <laughs> I think uh, that's a re- like uh, it's a really strong. Sorry, G, I'm just gonna yeah, like no, go hijack for, for a second, but I think that's a really strong dramatic choice because in that sequence. It reiterates the things which, you know, it is not a literal replication of the first season, but it is a reinforcement of the yes, themes. You exactly, know, the idea right. of venturing forth into great danger, the idea of like the allure of the unknown, that flashback reminds you that this is what that story is exactly. about. Exactly, and that it is like almost a universal feeling, right? Like, right. you know, the implication is like these people in the flashback delved into the abyss literally like millennia ago. Like, and there's almost a justification then for the intense and kind of grotesque suffering that the character Vueco undergoes because you could almost argue that like almost on paper that Going to the abyss would be better than what she's gone through. Right, that you would rather explore this ominous hole in the ground than endure the known quantity of human suffering that you endure on the surface, right? And so, in that regard, you could almost say, well, maybe that shock value has purpose, right? And I think the issue is that with Tsukushi, 
it always just rides that line way too uncomfortably close. I, I right? think I think there is value. Like one one thing that struck me in that opening is like the bit where her unnamed owner says, yes. you know, mm-hmm. perhaps in the abyss, even something as useless as you, something as used up as you, yes, can have value. And there's there's value in that, you know. There is value in that emotion of oh yeah, totally. emptiness, of isolation, of you know, just subhumanity. There, that is why the you know sometimes the cruelty and suffering in Made in Abyss is important. The problem right. is they then have to show it. Yes, <laughs> they cannot. Imp- they can't stop it implying. They have to no. show. And again, it's like that thing of like I don't you know look. As far as I know, he hasn't, like, ever been accused of anything. <laughs> you know, he hasn't... There there have been no allegations made against him. But... And look, these are fictional characters, etc., etc. Nobody's actually being harmed. It's just that the things that Tsukushi presents in Maiden Abyss sometimes veer into, like... Is this shock value, or are you being a little perverse here? Uh, and I, I think can't... it's way more explicit than even that, you know? I think it is... It is like, oh, this dude is transparently projecting fetishism onto the story. Yes. Uh (laughs) But again, it's like, but it it is, it is, it is contrast against the duality of like, God, some of the backgrounds in this new season are gorgeous, right? The capital of the unreturned, the next level of the abyss. The music is so good. Stand up Kevin Penkin. Yeah, it's, it's really impressive. It's evocative. It's, you know, I think... The, the problem is, I think some of the extreme content is justified. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily saying that the show has to be totally sanitized because I think part of the appeal is that it uses sometimes the right. extreme violence and extreme cruelty right. to, to raise the dramatic stakes, you know. And I yeah. think, like in the back half of season one, that can lead to extremely powerful moments. Totally. It just feels like sometimes they don't have the balance right. Yeah. yeah, I will say because you know we might as we should talk about some a bit a bit of the a, a bit of the narrative itself. Um, yes, I'm kind of curious for you especially, Zig. Like, because one of the one of the interesting escalations in season two right out the gate is like in season one, exploring the abyss was very much a solitary affair, right? Like you had a couple of the outposts like right. Ozen's fort, right? You have Bondrude's like fortress but like weird spinning pizza city yes but like no there aren't really settlements there are not other characters right and what do you think about the idea that at least with episode two is introducing this idea that oh there is a society that lives in the abyss and what what would a society have to do (laughs) to adapt to living in the abyss i mean i think in theory i'm intrigued by Right, you know, because I think you know I spoke about this um, to to Iro after we watched the movie, but the movie is such like sort of the the like thematic thrust of Made in Abyss in extremis that yes. like mm-hmm. I think you have to divert after that, you know, like you cannot. You cannot do the same escalation of like cruelty and, and you can't just violence. introduce a new white whistle every right. arc. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. So I, I Maybe think every other I am. <laughs> I think I am ready for perhaps a story which is more character based, which is more contemplative, and perhaps something more of a slow build. 
you know, I'm interested in the idea of, you know, because look, I'm working on the assumption that these, like, crazy, fucked up creatures that they have come across were once the tribe who ventured down here, you know, or, like, something like that. I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, what, as you say, you know, what have these people done to survive down here, you know, and mm-hmm. what were they looking for, you know, like, because... You know, they've been seeding the idea that this city has power, you know, has something mm-hmm. which draws people to it. And, you know, I I'm, I think I'm okay with a story that is, like, set in one place and, and you know, a little bit more, you know, deductive and character-based. So I'm intrigued by that, you know. I think that that's a very difficult thing to pull off and I'm interested to see them try. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Alright. Well, I mean, would you guys say that you are looking forward to more of this? Dude, in a season like this, I might just take what I can get. Yeah. 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 I I am, but also, I don't know what's coming. So. Yeah, like, 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 is is the good still outweighing the bad? I guess is going to be the eternal question, right? Like, or the and by bad I mean the you know all the things it's, you mentioned. It's, it's for me, it's easily like, still yeah, it, yeah. And and even for me as a manga reader, like, I'll admit, like, Takushi always finds a way to drag me back in, right? Because even the the most recent chapters of the manga, which are are the beginning of the arc after what the manga is covering. Like what after, the anime after, is covering, or what the anime is covering, right after the events of the anime, what the anime is about to cover, I thought I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm, I might have to step off here. And then the next chapter came out, and I was like, Oh, word, oh, yeah. that's really interesting. <laughs> so, all right, right. I think for better or worse, Made in Abyss, it possesses a quality to it mm-hmm. that perhaps, like the giant hole in the ground <laughs> itself. Just draws you in. Yeah, it's despite very compelling. The, despite the dangers therein. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's move on to talking about new shows. I think almost all of these are like good ideas that hit varying degrees of failure. Uh, <laughs> they attempt to uh, execute them. I well, well, we'll we'll talk about it. Yes. But uh, you know some. More so than others, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll start with uh, you know if you if you need some indicator of uh, how how long we've been doing this, uh, if you go back to our season preview, we told you the best show of the season would not be one that we talked about, and G yep. randomly picked one off the <laughs> list, uh, <laughs> and that show was like Horus Recoil. Now, okay, so <laughs> what can I, I am say? not I am not going to claim that right like Horus Recoil is a great show. Uh, it's a pretty entertaining one, though. It's certainly interesting and entertaining. Yes. So, um, gee, I want you to sell me, because I have not been particularly entertained or amused by the two episodes I've seen so far. So, for, what? where's the appeal for you? You know, What are you enjoying or sure. being intrigued um, by about? Well, I mean, on the basis level of like Horus Recoil. Look, I I'm going to admit, right? I I like I do like the girls with guns subgenre of anime, you know? Like Gunslinger Girl is I mean not Gunslinger Girl, Gunsmith Cats 
I was going to say Gunslinger Girl, something very different. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, yeah, no. Gunsmith Cats starts... is more appropriate. Yes, comparison. Gunsmith Cats is what I'm talking about. Gunslinger Girl, mm-hmm. uh, the less said about that one, the better. Gunsmith Cats, however, now that's a good one. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, just, I, okay, so yes, I will admit that on the basis level, I, I, I am the type of person who can just enjoy a show that is about girls with firearms. But... On 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 a level beyond that, I actually am enjoying uh, aspects of the character dynamic that is going on here. Uh, with episode three, I have fully acknowledged, and you know, I think Jell will probably uh, was also thinking about this. I think by episode three, we may just have to accept that this show is not going to be a critique of the police state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've pretty much given I've given up on anything beyond murder is bad i think they'll maybe stick with that but yes <laughs> the other but mm-hmm. be, but any any of so to, to rewind a little bit yes the the episodes the or the series starts off with raising some interesting questions about mm-hmm. uh this organization to so to summarize what it's about you know there is this uh they kind of play off of the the reputation japan has of having like a low crime rate and it's so safe and they even have a homogenous, like, peaceful nation. Right. They even have like, and and they're not. The show is not saying this is true. This is like actually pro- presented as propaganda, where they're like, you know, because of the good nature of the Japanese people, you know, no one ever uh-huh. commits crimes. But in reality, people are trying to commit crimes. They're just being suppressed by a army of uh, schoolgirl assassins called the uh, Lycoris that just straight up shoot people when they were attempting yeah, to Yeah, and uh... it's 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 such a strong opening too because like you can almost feel the intended irony of of the narration right. against <laughs> like the clearly very happening on like screen, unnerving right? actions happening on screen, right? Like like you see multiple of these girls just like walking around town like black bagging people in the fucking street, right? And it's yeah. like and, and so, you think that it's meant to be intentionally disturbing in its discordance, right? Yeah. But I and to some degree I still think it is, but I feel like I it's more of it a could by go in that, Yeah. It's like a byproduct of them just needing a setting for cool yeah. girls with guns, right? Mm-hmm. And um, as at least as of episode three, it seems like the main premise is that like we have up and comer girl cop Takina who you know, goes against orders and, you know, guns down a bunch of baddies to, to save a fellow like Chorus against orders. So she gets the classic, you're getting demoted and sent out to the boonies uh, under the tutelage of small town girl cop, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, Chisato. Chisato. And the implication. Like the peppiest yes. anime girl I've seen in ages. Like, is, I, and, I, and, I am exhausted when Chisato's on screen. I'm going to be honest. I actually really like Chisato. I, 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 like I wasn't. Too, I feel like I wasn't sold until episode three. Episode three. That yes. the, when like she she is not merely mega peppy, but is peppy in a very deliberate like yes. blow for blow kind of way. The thing is that like I think so. Not to like diverge too much, but I right. think what often bothers people about the Genki girl stereotype mm-hmm. is that they're almost like too ditzy and like. They lack self-awareness, right? So they almost just become, like, treated like, you know, an adorable, like, dog or something. <laughs> right? Like, oh, you just make your noises over there. How cute, right? right? Mm-hmm. And I think what makes Chisato work is she is very high energy. She's very upbeat. But also, she doesn't take shit. She's very pointed. Like, 
yes, yes. Yeah. She she is actually fairly keen and aware of her surroundings and and often uses her like disarming cheeriness to 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 catch people off guard mm-hmm. and i and i can appreciate that yeah but yeah so you know talking to get sent to go serve with small town cop Shisato, who is implied to be like the legendary the girl right. cop you yes. know who like and, did something crazy at the tokyo tower years and, ago mm-hmm. yeah and again it's interesting because she's the top uh like chorus or whatever and yeah. we discover that She's not out murdering people in the streets. She's mostly right. trying to be proactive and like yeah, have and, a positive impact on the community as opposed to just going out and shooting people. Yeah, and that's and the like thing that, that initially yeah, I mean, had like, me really on board in season one is like, oh, this is is this a show that is almost you mean starting episode to, one, right? Episode one, yeah. Episode one, yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh that is almost like advocating for this idea that instead of like you know, violently, you know, disposing of your criminal criminal elements, mm-hmm. that it's actually better to preemptively prevent your criminal elements from forming in the first place community through outreach. community outreach and, like, small-scale problem-solving. Yeah. And there's something really compelling about that in the first episode. And, and it's not that they're not saying that, but again, it is, feels like just a byproduct of we're trying to make this cool setting for right. girls with guns. Right. I, I, I don't really feel the thrust of a deliberate theme there, so to speak. It, it's kind of peripheral yeah, I, to... to yeah, I mean, it's it's happens. there, but it's, like, incidental, right? right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And, I, and I, I agree with you, G, that by episode three, any hope of, like, some kind of meaningful oh, yeah, theme has gone. gone out the window. No, um, so I have, you know, for better or worse, like, I'm... I'm I'm probably not going to be able to get out here and like give my thesis on why like chorus recoil is good and you should watch it. <laughs> I'm just more going to get out here and say that I'm really enjoying it and having a good time with it and I think that in its specific areas of expertise it is it is a very well done version. Well the the action of one is of very these types cool. of shows. Yes. The action is very cool. Um, um you know the the, their... the the firearms chore- choreography is really excellent. There is a there's a segment with the the grenade in season uh, not season <laughs> episode two that um, was a sta- a real standout for me uh, where uh, somebody is about to throw a grenade at Chisato and she doesn't just kick it out of the way she kicks it into a different room and then slams the door shut. And then drags the guy who threw the grenade in front of the door so the back blast of the door will slam into him. Right. Yep. And it's so fucking slick. I <laughs> yeah, was... So, so she, um, right, because she, when she does have to fight, she does not, even if she does have to fight, she does not, she fights non-lethally, right? Yes. So, like, mm-hmm. rather than blowing the guy up, she knocks him out with the door, right? Yeah. And so um, I think that for better or worse, you know, if we do get even the most mild criticism of the police state, it will only be through the lens of how, like, I think by episode three, the clear aim here is more about how Chisato is going to get Takina to, like, come out of her shell and be a better person. Right. Both, mm-hmm. like, as an actual human being and as, you know, a member of this, like, clandestine organization. Yeah, and you know there are hit bits and pieces there are like oh like there is internal sabotage happening in the, the yeah, organization. Right. You know, I think there's there is a conspiracy afoot. But there, there, yeah, there's place for some kind of dissent, right? Because it's like yes. the 
the, the the idea is that these girls are were orphans that were taken in and had nowhere else to go, and they yes. kind of lean heavily into this in episode Words three, the where yes, the, the girls are kind of like some of the girls are like basically like brainwashed, right? They're right, like, and some of the girls like Takina, even if she's not brainwashed, finds her value in being part of that organization, right? And and right. Shisato is different because she's been in the outside world and realizes right. she's that, built different, right? And well. <laughs> and I, I have other speculation on that, but the well, uh, yes, yes, I the as far as far as her her attitude and her worldview though, because she's been out in the world, she understands that you know the the shortcomings of their organization, right? Right, right. and again, I don't think it's gonna like get out there and be like a cab defund the right police. defund. The, they're they're not saying defund the police, no. You know, there is there is certainly an L, but I do think there are certain aspects that can be read in it, right? Of like, how does Jisato become a better girl cop by actually interacting with people, right? right? What is what is one of the greatest criticisms of American policing right now is how insular it is, right? How like how much they close ranks around the, each other when scandals happen, right. right? There is this idea that one of the greatest issues with the American policing, other than, you know, being a bunch of violent jackbooted thugs, is that like they don't even really interact with the people they're policing anymore, right? right. right. Like I don't know if there ever was this like good old days of, oh, if you're lost, you can ask your local policeman for directions. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that era ever actually existed, but people like to imagine it once did. It I can't did if imagine you were white. Yes. yes. I can't <laughs> imagine any human being, any American in twenty twenty two ever wanting to talk to a cop of yeah. their own volition. Yeah. You would never do that. Right? And, uh, and so, again, I don't think the show is, like, intentionally trying to make that its message. But if that is the message that it ends up portraying as a result of the the, the story it is trying to tell, I'm not going to look that gift horse in the mouth. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think I think that everything you've said is, is true, you know. And I think that there's... I think that the characters are, are fairly interesting and there's potential for an interesting story about the nature of systemic violence, you know. It's just that this show also is like, aha, the genius hacker is actually this like sour-mouthed little girl that I mean, we've seen dude. a billion times. <laughs> I know. And also, but they like... work in a tea shop and dress up and serve pastries. And there's a and, there's a one, there's, like, a, there's, there's, a, there's an older you know older lady yeah. who, with glasses who can't get a date. Yeah. Oh no, oh, she's yeah. so oh. unattractive. The framing is so familiar and yes. frivolous that I think it actually is putting me off of the the real I, substance that, that is. I there. think that's oh, fair. I, I'm sorry I think... that. That episode, that episode, the hacker episode was great with the gun down the teddy bear. Uh... I, I do, yes. Yeah, yes, I mean, I got, no, I got like, a good laugh again, out of it. That's mm-hmm. not the issue. The issue yeah. is that they that look, that they pull like the tiredest, most. Yeah, no, I, like, no I, I, I'm with you, G, because they could possibly I'll, do. If I could back up one more step, when when I've I didn't I didn't watch the trailer for the show. I only read the description, uh-huh. and if you read the description. It's, it's just like girls I, at I, a cafe solving problems. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like girls at a cafe solving people's low stakes problems right, around like town. Right, like a cozy mystery. Yeah. And 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 I feel like that framework is still in there somewhere and then they added like guns and stuff on top of it. So I, <laughs> yeah, I get I what you're say saying, that... Zig. There's like the stereotypical kind of, you know, cute girl cast buried in there, right? But I don't know. I I, I feel like that's like I will say that this show has like the best blood splatters this side of a Peckin' Bar film. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they know where so the priorities squids. are. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I will um, say, you know, I think I was already, look, I mean, you know, I was already enjoying the show for the reasons I can enjoy media like this. 
I will say, I think episode three um, has a very, you know, again, I don't think episode three fixes any of the things we're talking about. In fact, I think episode three doubles down on the things that it's already good at, for better or worse. Mm -hmm. And I can enjoy that, I guess, because, I don't know, like, episode three, where, like, Sato goes back to headquarters, and, like, everybody is giving her shit, and she just, like is talking right back at them. Right, yeah, And, right. like, they're like, did you guys Cause, notice cause, this? Like, like all the girls they're... start reverting to, like, delinquent, yeah, like, yeah. accents when they get <sighs> angry. Yeah. Yeah, like, they start, like, doing the rolling R's thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they great. have that mock battle in episode three. And it's that very satisfying trope of everybody is giving Chisato shit. Everyone's talking down to her, right? Everyone's just like, "Oh, you know, you're, you know, you're the black sheep. You washed out for a reason." Despite and now her we're being this... like the best one of all of them, right? Right. And then we have this mock battle <laughs> where, you know, again, it's the thing of, you know, fucking, you know, idiot second place like chorus thinks that, oh, now that she's the top dog, now that you know that she can take Chisato in a fight and. You know, Chisato is just schooling these two girls in a 1v2, and you come to the realization, right, that, oh, Chisato's not even, like, trying against these two. She's just fucking around because she's not doing this for her own pride. She knows she's already uh-huh. the best. She's just right. waiting for Takina <laughs> to come back so that she can have her own self-actualization moment. Right. Right, so she just stalls the entire time. That bit where she disarms the girl, then hands her back her loaded gun. <laughs> right, because yeah, and I, it, I, I, you're not going to be able to hit me with that. Yeah, and I like where they're going with with the their relationship. Like I, I keep thinking about in the OP when they're like kicking each other. Like yeah, it's mm-hmm. a. <laughs> it's a. It's, I don't it's know a why, fun... but that that one moment in the OP is actually maybe the most charming, like, five seconds of animation I've seen. It, in they a do a bit. lot of really small things nice. I was thinking about, like, um... Yeah. I was thinking about, like, in the second episode when they're fighting the mercenaries. Yeah. And, the, like, the one guy gets shot, and, like, they don't say, He doesn't say anything, but you know he's saying in his head, I don't, I'm not getting paid enough for this, it's not worth it. Right, like, yes. There's stuff like that that's, like, very well-directed. Yeah. Um, so, so, I think it's gonna be one of those shows that, like, for better or worse, you know, I don't think it's ever going to hit those lofty expectations we might have had in episode one, mm-hmm. but at least based on the first three episodes, this is a flashy, well-directed, well-made like piece of pulp entertainment, and it is good at that. And it's all I can, all we wanted. It's all it if we get be, if we get anything else, it's know. a bonus, right? Yes, I can I can accept and enjoy it for what it is, mm, yeah. and I think that. I could see this one being very popular for those reasons, you know? And then, you know, there's also, you know, the Yuri undertones, but let's be real. Like, it's always just baiting. If your name yeah. isn't Birdie Wing, Unless you don't have... Wing. <laughs> yeah. don't. You don't have the guts to... to, 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 to commit to it. You know? Well, Birdie Dirty next time. Yeah. But, uh... It's funny, I... I uh, tangent here, but I, I... I always put whatever shows I'm watching on my Crunchyroll queue... And I refuse uh-huh. to, and then I take them off at the end of the season, and I refuse to take Birdie Wing off until it comes. No, because it's not over yet. So that's <laughs> permanently in my queue until that comes back. But anyway, <laughs> all right. So I mean, that I I'll say that that show is probably the thing I'm most excited to watch every week. Sure. Whether you want to in call this it season, good or bad. yes, I might in agree. In the season, so all right. 
let's talk about everyone's uh, problematic fave, Call of the Night. Um, uh, do you like girls with weird eyes? Sometimes. So hell okay. yeah, you do. If I wanted do, to check this out. You might want to check out Anime. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to check this out because it's by the author of Dagashi Kashi, a show that I enjoyed. I'm not going to say it's a masterpiece or anything, but I liked it. Um, and uh, you know, you could draw perhaps some parallels with the main girl being this, uh, or really the concept of this, you know, young boy becoming fascinated with this eccentric girl that looks like she's stoned all the time and has purple hair but uh other than that though it's a, it's a definitely a different vibe um whereas Dagashi Kashi is more of like sort of a laid-back summer vacation you know everybody kind of bumming around type of right feeling. this is more like a proper what serial narrative shonen style adventure uh, of sorts I wouldn't necessarily call it that but but the mood they're going for it's very much um a lot of the emphasis is on like nighttime itself, like mm. the actual call of the night. Um, I, I, actually I read really... your first look post, and I, I kind of, I won't lie, it kind of had me thinking about watching, watching it because they said a, they said a really, like if you're, if you're an, if you're a night owl like me, yes. and I think you are too, G. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know that that sort of magic, like the witching uh, hour, right? Yes, that the, that magic feeling of being out. Yeah late at night like, w- when everyone else is asleep and being I, out in I town. used to love wandering at night in Boston back when I was in college like yeah you know I would you know I mean I was already doing it because like I was working in you know the art <laughs> studio at our at our school till like one or two in the morning right. and then I'd get out and it would just be like dead silent and there's something like, I just kind of loved about that. that that like that like gives me energy like when i'm yeah like, totally. there's, a, there's a feeling to it right i, I don't know if yeah. everybody gets that but like you know if you get it like that's what they're trying to like emphasize and um you know the the, the premise is that it's you know it starts out with this this kid who's like 14 or something and he he keeps having trouble sleeping at night because he his various problems at school and he decides to sneak out and just kind of wander around town and he starts to really like it like he's mm-hmm. you know because because of that feeling and um the the presentation is is fantastic like this so this is um Leiden films who can be both be both absolute garbage presentation wise <laughs> and yeah. but but when they when they put like their a team on things they can make really nice stuff and mm-hmm. they, they apparently have their a team on this one so um not just the animation but like the art direction and everything everything's like purple and black and gold and it like looks really cool and it, it really gets that mood of like Totally. being out late at night that I love. No, I've, um, I've definitely seen a couple of screen caps, and, like, it's a very inspired choice to go for, like, purple as, like, your color of the night instead of the more traditional blue. Yeah. Um, it gives it a more otherworldly vibe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so he he's, uh, this kid's bumming around, and he runs into this girl who turns out to be a vampire, and... God, I wish it was that easy to just wander at night and then run into a hot vampire girl. Like, <laughs> yes. I wandered around for, uh... in the night so much. In Unfortunately, that has not, not happened to me either, but... Um, yeah, what is... <laughs> the world and that's isn't where... fucking fair, is it? Yeah, right. And that's where we get into some of the dumb anime nonsense that sure, yes. you have to deal with. I think... I mean... I feel similar to the show... Um, and I'm gonna say, not may perhaps not to such a harsh degree, but similar to how I felt about Dragon Maid, where huh. I feel oh, like you mean it's oh, it's garbage. <laughs> I feel like the there's like a really good show there, and then there's just like this 
layer of garbage that you have to be really. I mean, I think yes, sometimes sometimes you have to know when you're when when you are going in for the garbage. Right? And everybody I mean, and everybody's, you know, tolerance for that is going to vary. And some um, people actively seek it out. Yes. Right. So <laughs> like us in this case. So, you know, of course, you have the weird aspect of this being an immortal vampire who's you know, presented as a woman because she's drinking beer, creeping on this, you know, 14-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, they... And it's very... It's it's pretty it's pretty horny. I'm not going to lie. Gee, the show by... Gosh. The, not, the creator of Tagashi Kashi, kind of horny, huh? Also, it probably the show more with so vampires than, in it. Probably more so than Tagashi Kashi. And it's, I mean, and it's I, not, I think... I think Has everyone here seen the fucking clip of... The, the the midriff turnaround. Yeah. It's, like it's, that it's is, a lot of, like, let's linger on thighs what, and midriffs. What a wild use of budget and time in an anime. But also, like, there's an audacity to it I almost respect, right? Mm-hmm. Like, other shows would be like, what should we use our budget for? Oh, we should use it for, like, this, like, evocative character acting or this intense action choreography. And Call of the Night is over here and be like, what if we did a really slow turnaround of this girl's midriff? Yeah. Um, uh, and so what, what ends anime. up happening is um, she drinks his blood, and of course it's delicious. Uh-huh. So does he become he a vampire? Realizes he, he realizes he loves being out at night, and he wants to be a vampire. But... Uh, all, the, all the stories about vampires just drinking your blood and you turn to a vampire are not true. Of course. If if you want to turn into a vampire, you have to fall in love with the vampire, and then they drink your blood. Ah. And so now Ah. he's determined to fall in love with this vampire girl so that she can turn him into a vampire. Uh Falling in love, one of the things you can definitely do if you set your mind to it. Yes. I mean, Um, in a certain type of show, that would almost be like a pretty solid comedy uh, premise, right? Of, like, you could do the thing of, like, the guy and the girl actually, like, have really acerbic chemistry and they don't get along at all. And then... Isn't that what Nisa like, was about? Like... Was it? I think so. Vaguely. N- uh, I think Nisa was, was like, they, have to pre- they, they don't get along, but they have to pretend to be in love. And so, of course, they slowly yeah. fall in love. Or something. Um, well, yeah, Nisa is like, baby's first harem anime, though. Yeah. Um... <laughs> No, yeah. Well, uh, so I mean, it's it's kind of a dumb premise. I will give them some credit, though. Um, it's not like the main guy is like, "All right, I'm gonna fall in love with this girl today. I'm gonna try to hold her hand or something like some kind of like." Instead, he just kind of like starts hanging out with her and trying to get to know her like he would a real person. Sure, um, sure. So I'll give him some credit on that, but it is a pretty silly premise, and they kind of like lean into the like, um, oh, you know, she's never drank somebody else's blood or like you know you know the the, the sort of like you know virgin fetish thing uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and you Wait, know a lot of like she... very like... so the vampires in this world don't need blood to live what do they uh, subsist well, off I, normally I, I, sorry, sorry she's drank other people's blood but she hasn't like used that for the means of reproducing oh uh, a vamp another vampire yes i see which okay. is you know which is the which is course, like the very not even veiled sexual metaphor in yes this yes of course so, I mean, look, we, um, we can't really blame anime for having sex no vampires have vampires. been guilty of this like, yes yes like. of course so 
but but I, I mean, it, like the, the whole like virgin thing and all that. Like, I, right, I, I yeah. can't stand that. That drives. Well, me crazy. I guess I don't know. I, I guess overall, though, I guess is this one you feel like you could see yourself sticking with, like you did with Tagashi Kashi. A- after I got to episode two, you know, pull up the screenshot of dive into the trash. <laughs> you're, you're doing uh, it. You, you you see it ahead of you, and you're I, like, I I think I think I I think I am personally able to look past the the potentially problematic elements here <laughs> and enjoy it. However, Jill, I just spent like the 10 my, minutes trying to it explain is a why you're prepared to make. Uh-huh. Yeah. It like, is my duty to uh-huh. just report yeah. on those things so that other sure. people can make their own informed decisions. Jill, you got to just you just got to embrace it, man. I just spent 10 minutes trying to defend a show where girl cops just kill people <laughs> like <laughs> with no recourse and I'm like actually this show is good. Uh, you sometimes just got to embrace it for what it is. Yes. Okay. Fine. I want to watch the show with the hot vampire girl <laughs> with the horny two, vampire, two dirt okay. bags uh-huh. falling in love in the middle of the night. So, uh, like, yes. sure. how sign me up? Many episodes until they introduce another vampire, specifically whatever vampire turned her into a vampire. Ah. Uh, oh no! As a no, love they're doing a. That no, feels the, like penultimate arc material. No, the the the, the love triangle is his um his his other friend that's a girl that got introduced. Sure, at the sure, end sure, of sure, 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 sure. But I'm saying okay, normal human girl. Yes. But I'm saying they gotta, um, I, I like that one's in the chamber, right? Like, yeah. Oh, totally. Yes, I, I know exactly where you're going. perfection. Yes. Yeah, they've already had the like. Uh, you know, playing off the the jealousy of he doesn't want her to suck other people's blood now and all that, but um, the no, so like he actually had already like one of his mm-hmm. problems that he was losing sleep over is is his friend confessed to him and he turned her down and I think she's going to be the great huh. other Whatever. Huh. the other okay. pro- the other third part of the interesting love triangle, love triangle. yeah, um, yeah, so you know what. Good enough for this season. I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, Why the this season. Fuck not. All right. Well. All right. Let's talk about uh, Yuri Deco. Mm. This is the, the 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 science Saru project this season. Um, it definitely shows it. It's uh, uh, this is another show. I I I like a lot of the concepts that they're putting down. It's a very interesting. And I've only watched the first episode as a caveat. Okay. The, 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 this particular take on like VR and AR. So it's like a virtual world kind of scenario thing, right? Kind um, of, but uh-huh. also like there's a lot of it that's just set in like a computer enhanced real world. Yeah, that, right, that would be like more AR, right? Yeah. Like, but yeah. um, the the, and there's like layers of like. You know right. the regular world; yeah. everything is AR, and then there's another VR world on top of yeah, that. And, absolutely. Right. But like, I I feel like the more obvious route would have been, oh, everybody like spends all their time in VR. So I respect them for like saying, no, the real world still exists. It's yeah. just like terminally online in every sense now. Yeah, and it and it's a it's a take that feels like it's informed from like now that we've had decades of the internet and yes. like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the way they handle like everything being monetized and. You know, everything yeah. you can put a skin on everything to, you know, recolor right. everything. I mean, and, you know. so that's a thing, right? I mean, I guess we should say the premise real quick, right? Which is it's about this girl named Barry who, you know, yeah, lives in this like 
a heavily AR VR augmented world, right? And mm-hmm. I guess, you know, because one of her like eye implants malfunctions, she's suddenly able to see the world without the like always on AR enhancements and becomes privy to what is some kind of like cyberspace conspiracy, right? Right. And I think I wish I liked this show more because <laughs> right. I think it's actually maybe one of the I, I mean this in a good way, mm-hmm. one of the most upsetting yes. near future dystopias I have ever seen in my life. Like oh, yeah. it's it's all the horror of like Ready Player One combined with like Death Stranding. Yeah. You're, like I their need, world I need more likes because that's their cur- my money. Likes are their currency. And so it's this thing of like people are constantly yeah, selfie terminally online, and... right? Oh, better take my morning selfie because I'm going to need enough likes to afford the bus or, whatever, yeah. or buy, buy my coffee or whatever, right? And the thing that you can see past all the AR enhancements is that they live in this horrifically drab gray world with these flat concrete well, I, I, lifeless buildings with all this gaudy AR enhancement just I like thrown on top of it. I think that's such a good visual touch. Yeah, like, the it's fact great. That the world it's is gross. Incredibly boring. Then, like yeah. I hate. I like, I, and I know it's intentional, where, but I hate how the show looks. There's the bit where she's like, "I'm gonna change my town cosmetics for today," and then tabs through the different town skins until she gets to the one that says, "You haven't hit your like threshold to use the skin." So we put sample over everything, and it's like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's so like distressing, and it's like again, it's that part of it. I think is like actually really smart and canny. I really like that part because yeah. it, it it is taking the dopamine like vicious cycle of social media and just turning it into the primary like currency of the world in a way that's very distressing. Yeah, I. Absolutely. But, man, like, if, if a show like, you know, for example, if, if a show like 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 Chorus like Recoil, I like it in spite of everything because it's running on a, it's running off a vibe I like. Mm-hmm. Um, Yure Deco is like the exact opposite where I like the premise, I like the story and thesis it's telling, but I hate its vibe. <laughs> yeah. Like... Uh, yeah, I hate be, the see, way I, the characters talk, like the whole like nerdy wordy or, right, or yeah. like I was saying that kid uh, talks like a Digimon. He just spouts right. onomatopoeia <laughs> all the time, right? You know, like so. You know. I, I I understand, and I think you're making good points that like the show is kind of um you know like tonally out of whack with the, some of the messages it sends, but I really like it. I I. I just think, like, Science Savu brings so much energy and charm and, like, humanity to those characters. And, you know, I think that, like, Visor Kid is incredibly annoying and shitty, and I really like that. And, you know, I just <laughs> like the... I, I love kind of, like, the the the, the verve to it, you know? I, sure, I think no, Barry I, is, I... is great, you know? I, I think that she's, like... She's sort of flighty and shitty in exactly the way like a tween girl would. Yeah, totally. Be. No, I. It's it's a thing of I think that like on paper it it is like you know. On paper, if I read these things as in an outline, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. That's how you would write these characters. That's how you would portray this world. It's something about like 
Look, I love Science Saru, all right? Ping Pong, the best anime, <laughs> one of the best anime of the last 10 years, you know? Like, Ping Pong's fucking great. I'll, I'll sing the praises of Ping Pong all goddamn day, right? But, like, so I, I love Science Saru's, like, intentional, like, ugly aesthetic at times, but there is something like, keep about... your hands off Azuken, right? Like... Or, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, like, keep your hands off of Azoken. Fantastic show. Lovely, you know? I don't know. There's just something about, like, the feel, I guess. It's, it's like the mouthfeel of Eurasia. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, right, and, I'll, and um... I, do, I do get that, and it's hard because, like, you know, the, it, it's hard to articulate these, like, praises and criticisms into something that is understandable across that gap of experience. Yeah, you know, I, I think for better or worse, science savvy shows are always like that. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I think this is definitely going to be a divisive one because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just throw out I hated it. Okay, I said all those <laughs> nice things at the I, I, I hated the characters. Yeah. I hated the. Sure. I think it's ugly. Yeah. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm not totally buying the intentionally ugly vibe on this one. I think. I guess. The I other think thing if I you will... were oh, sorry, you uh-huh. go ahead. Yeah, like like I get the like the the buildings are gray and drab and everything in the background, but I still feel like I, the the visuals are don't like I feel like I I was thinking of another show that I feel like did this look better. Uh, I had to look this up. Uh, it was called uh, Urahara. Uh, Doesn't go, go look that one up, folks. Yeah, I feel Man, like it, I, I feel like that did this type of art. All I got. I guess yeah. I'm I'm just into the fact that it doesn't really look like an anime. You know, it looks more like somebody bought a newspaper comic strip to life. You Fucking Bandai Destiné. Like like... I no, it's yeah. not a Bandai. Okay, right, I mean, no, just because no, 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 no. I mean, I, like I, it's it's the old like just because it's different doesn't I mean it's good to me. In my right, opinion, and, but... yeah. yeah, and and like you said, I think it is going to be divisive. I th- I, I, I think I'm, for me the question. I really like that... it. I th- yeah, go, I think we're about to say the same thing, so go for it. Okay, sure. I think for me, the question then is going to be, like, how well does it actually pull off its, like, whatever its its core message is about this world, right? right. Because and... if this show just ends up being, like, you know, put the phone down and touch grass, I I don't know if that alone is going to be enough to, to like... to justify the specific type of ugly dystopia they're writing, right. I guess. yeah. Right. If it's just going to be an old man yelling to write, right? Will will the, the like will the satire actually have teeth? And yes. Yeah. I think. And let's like, not forget the elephant in the room. Right. Here. Yes. This is what I was going to say. This show is written <laughs> by your friend and mine, Dai Sato, who we were talking Die about earlier. Motherfucking Sato. Oh, who? Uh, let's be kind here. Has not written anything good in years up and down <laughs> career yeah. Uh, yeah. is the kind of some real peaks say. and valley this man wrote episodes of both cowboy bebop wolf's reign and samurai shampoo like yes yeah well did he write the good episodes of he space dandy a couple, so he wrote some some good ones sure, and they were sure. all good episodes that's the thing mm, well most all right all right so <laughs> most of them you know i can so uh, as much as I, i'm saying i hate it like i can't appreciate a lot of that is my personal preference, and I could see how people would like this because I like I get it, and I, I think things like art style become a lot more subjective, right? right. But, um, yeah, I, I would I would be concerned though about the the main story going somewhere as well, which you know we'll see. We we can't really predict. Yeah, I just yeah, I mean worried I'd... that yeah. I think this thing is absolutely still on the bubble, but I'm enjoying the ride so far, you know, and I think the potential is huge. And, 
you know, we can't judge something on potential, but I'm inclined to look kindly on it to begin with, at least. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how this one fares. You know, it's been in the last ten years, a lot of people have taken shots at Mamoru Hosoda. <laughs> and, uh, they've all missed. Well, like yeah. the the thing is, though, Summer like... Wars still the goat. <laughs> <laughs> but like Summer Wars positions the idea of the internet yes. as a utopia, right? Yes, I know, no, no. Yeah. There's Summer Wars actually. I fear Summer Wars actually does not hold up in retrospect because yeah. it's a very idealistic I vision mean, of the internet. That's that's why he made that film for the third time. You know, <laughs> yeah. he had to update it. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, but yeah. All right. We got to keep going. Let's uh, let's talk about another show with a great premise that fails miserably uh mm. the Akaza's guide to babysitting Hina Matsuri you mean wow i can't wow. believe Hina Matsuri's back i want i i want i want to be totally reductive and just say watch Hina Matsuri but i will talk about the show a little bit um i i i came into this expecting a dad anime i would not describe this as dad anime this is uh appealing to the people that like hot anime dudes that are also assholes and probably abusive one of those because the main dude is like like he's just, he's just like a straight up murderer like oh. and he's not like repentant or like they don't deal with this at all like he's not like conflicted that's just his job and mm. he happens to get asked to take care of uh his yakuza boss's uh daughter and what it's not even a mysterious orphan no it's Ugh. just his daughter and like his wife died or something or whatever and so he needs somebody to babysit, and he asks his his uh, top yakuza guy to take care of her because he knows he'll be safe. And uh, it's 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 awful. Um, the the they can't they can't pick a tone. So like sometimes ah. it's like sometimes it's like really goofy. Sometimes it's like tries to be very sentimental, and like the whole thing is basically oh look at the look at this you know terrible dude but now he's being nice to a little girl isn't that cute and he can open up and be vulnerable isn't that adorable and um that's pretty much all there is to it like there's no and and like the the dialogue and everything's awful like they can't like i said they can't pick the tone of whether they want this to be like sentimental and like emotional or you know goofy comedy with you know guy taking care of a little girl mm-hmm. And it, there's, I have nothing good to say about this. Okay then. All, All right. The only However, reason I put it, the only reason I put it on this list was a, um, it's a great premise, and I just wanted to tell everybody, sure. yeah, it, this is not the premise you're probably expecting, and b, watch Hinamatsuri because that's a <laughs> yes. better version. But of I this. gotta ask, Jill, how many times has the little girl been kidnapped so far? Uh, they made one attempt in the okay. In episode one. Okay. So, okay, so still, like, um. Are you gonna say Seven, still doing better than Kiryu? Six less kidnappings <laughs> than Haruka well, under the care of no, one well, we'll Kiryu Kazuma. If, if they if they're going for one kidnapping an episode to match the one kidnapping a game, I, then you know that's yeah. all right. I think I think they'll. I think there's a good chance she will get kidnapped at least once in the series, and he'll have to sure, go and rescue yes. her. But um, yes. I, but yeah. yeah, no. In all series, like as 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 jokey as I am, bringing up the Yak as a comparison, or you know, God, the the Ryo Gakatoku comparison. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, the reason why Kiryu works is because like 
the whole point of Kiryu's character is that he's not actually fit to be a good Yakuza. Yes, right? Kiryu has like never he, done anything wrong in his life. Like, he's, yeah, he's, he, he's too... too He's too honorable. He's too. He's he's too too good at heart, right? He doesn't have what it takes to be like. What it takes to be a good yakuza is not who Kiryu Kazuma is. And so when he does take in Haruka, it kind of makes sense because it's like, oh, this is always kind of closer to who you always were. I mean, yeah, you can still like suplex a dude through like three like feet of concrete. But, like, at heart, you're a good dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you could do this show if it was just, like, literally any other job. And it just happens to be in this job he's a right. murderer. But there's no, yeah. like, reckoning with the fact that he's no, a murderer. If they don't even lean into girl. it, it's like, what's the point? Yeah. It's, 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 it's I hated it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's move well, on. Speaking of a show that I that I also hated, or yeah. that I hate, I'm okay. I don't know if this was even worth putting on this list, but yeah, I'm surprised. All right, you I, let, here, let me. But... I'll talk about it a little bit. Okay, so we're, okay. we're talking about Engage Kiss. Yeah, I, I checked this out because I felt like it had big tact opus destiny uh, energy. I wouldn't necessarily was... disagree with that. Yeah, when I like when when, when I saw for. the trailer originally before uh-huh. I watched, I mean that that's that a double edged sword exactly. No, yeah. And we've been and, hit with yeah. the, the double edge. <laughs> yeah, so this this season, you know, I would take a 7 out of 10 anime trash show. Well, you know, I'll take whatever we can get. And I do feel like if you tweaked this slightly, it would probably be about that. Uh, it could be it. It could. And, in another and world. Yeah. Instead, it's like, you know, when I was talking with Call of Night, there's a certain threshold of anime garbage that you're going to be willing to put up with. <laughs> uh-huh. This one's too thick. <laughs> yes, this has gone past the threshold. Uh-huh. So um, the whole thing about this is, like... They fight demons or something. He is instead of a part of being part of a demon fighting firm, the main character runs his own demon fighting startup because right. he has a contract. There's a bunch of like PMCs uh-huh. that get hired because to he's got a personal contract with an A rank demon who's the sexy anime lady who has to kiss him to power up. But don't worry, even though she's the strongest demon, she's also just a cute girl in love mm-hmm. and just wants to do whatever she can to please For her man. Her, who is the yeah, worst I, person on I Gotta Hate Him So Much. And it's like you <laughs> almost could have pulled this off because, look, we all love a good dirtbag protagonist. Yes, and but like, he has literally like no crosses, redeeming this values. Crosses the line and that's somewhere. the problem, right? Because when, when the episode first opens up with this dude literally bumming off of his ex right yes like there's an aspect of like oh this dude is like a dirtbag in a very like yeah he's like he's like unapologetic way well, yeah like the like oh hey please i beg you give me five dollars like kind of like pathetic yeah and, and, like, and it's and it's like there's there's a way you could play this off right like there's a way you can make a dude this pathetic and make him still kind of likable in that like oh he's such a piece of shit but like you know, I don't know. He's trying his best. This show he doesn't do that. Play. It doesn't. Yeah, like, he's like just there was a the big. Bag. There was the big moment where they're going to take down the demon, and he like comes up with this plan, and he gets in good position to to, to take the demon out. And you're like, okay, now he's going to prove his worth, and then he fails miserably. And it's right, like he's, he's not even he, good at that. He's literally, he's bringing literally nothing to the table. Here. Right. All he has in his back pocket is his A rank demon girlfriend. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. it. He doesn't actually bring anything to the table. If if, like, if she if she just hung out with his ex girlfriend, that would solve all the problems. And right. Then... Do you even have to kiss a, a, a member of the opposite sex? Just yeah. just kiss his ex. No, you see, like he's yeah. maybe so... with a special mana or, or probably or some fucking shit. I don't know. Probably, yeah, there's probably yeah. going to be something like that. So he's the player character. You know, I mean, again, of the gotcha mm-hmm. game. Again. And if we make the the, the tact opus destiny comparison, 
Like nobody likes Tact in that show. Tact's no, he dick. was the like, least least important right. or interesting part but it, of that. Also, right, because knows works. that and dunks on him. Like yeah, right, like, it works because is the they butt of every that, right? joke. Yeah, so like. like that is not the case here. And, and I think that's what it is, right? Is like if you're going to have like a dirtbag shit heel right. protagonist, they need to be the butt of every joke. They need to be the bottom of the total po- or, or pole just, every time. Or you just sideline them as much as humanly possible. Right. Yeah. Sure, sure. And if you can't just, like, figure out a way to keeps failing I just, up. I need right? yeah. I need a show Tactopus kind of fulfilled this at the time. I want to show that like this type of anime fighting in this show, like, I do like this type of action. I just need right. it in a form that doesn't suck. And it <laughs> usually isn't a form that sucks. Yes, yes. Every, like, everything else around it is hot garbage. Like, that's uh, the thing. Engage Kiss like... is probably neck and neck with, like, Chorus Recoil for, like, best-looking action choreography of the season, right? Yeah. I mean, they're very different styles, of course. Yeah, it's not quite like, up to, like, Chorus Recoil, right. but it, it's, it's, it's good. Tacto- it's it's like making, dumbest, making like... enjoyable trash is much, much harder than you'd think. Yeah. Before. Yeah. It's you a know, skill. It's a fine yeah. line to walk. And it's it's that thing of, like, it is once again, like, yeah, as we talk, because we keep comparing it to Tactopus Destiny, it's like, when you are given an anime adaptation of a gacha game, mm-hmm. the thing we've noticed time and time again is that you're almost kind of just given a blank check to tell whatever type of story you actually want with the the framework right. you've been given. And, yeah. We've, and yeah, we've seen this work out marvelously, like, you know, Rage of Bahamut Season 1. Mm-hmm. Season 1, you yeah, know, Rage of Bahamut Genesis. You know, we've seen it go horribly, like Rage of Bahamut Season <laughs> Rage 2. Rage of Bahamut, all, yeah. <laughs> but... And, and and for better or worse, that is what always makes these shows interesting to us, right? Because it's always a coin flip. Like, are you getting a Rage of Bahamut or are you getting, um, you know, a D-side a trauma Bahamut. or a Rage of Bahamut, right? <laughs> like, uh, D-side trauma rate drop in uh, 2022. Um, yeah, like... Yeah, uh... I thought yeah, you guys so, kind of enjoyed that show, though. Well, parts. Uh, you didn't watch the whole thing. We don't have time to get into that. No, oh, we yeah. don't. Oh, all right. Um... So yeah, I, I again, I feel like if you tweak a few things, this would be fun, yeah. and it just, it ain't it. It ain't it. Nah. All right. <sighs> okay. Let's wrap things up. We have to do this. I'm exhausted talking about it, but we have to do Ending it. Ending with a showstopper. Oh, Let's talk about Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Hmm. I, we, we've already talked about last time in the preview why this is important to us, so I don't necessarily think we need to rehash no, all that. I think we can just get into our thoughts. Look at how um, they massacred my boy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Arrow. We, I holy we, we shit. We thought we knew this was going to be bad. I don't know if any of us were prepared. We didn't think it was going to be I, this bad. I will like, say this... that I think that they showed all the worst shit in the trailer. So, like, <laughs> kind of the opposite of how trailers are meant to work. When even did they the show? Did they show the tweeting? Out here tweeting. They... Why does it yeah. look like this? <laughs> uh, I mean, no, I think that sort up. of alt. I think that sort of also reveals how little influence he yeah. actually has over. Oh yeah, no. Like mm-hmm. the thing is that unless you like, unless you got like an agent who is literally willing to fight tooth and nail for you, or you are you you have written like a real mm-hmm. like multi million dollar like selling franchise. Because like, like you don't yeah. get a say. Thing is like Planet yeah, Width I mean, was also low budget, but he was more directly involved in Planet Width. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, like Planet, God, Planet I with... can't believe. Like, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer is making me go look at Planet Wow, Planet With looked great man. compared to this shit. Wow. <laughs> Planet like, With at least yes. looked like an average competent yeah. we would have been. We would have been happy if Lucifer the Biscuit Hammer yeah. looked like Planet With. Just give me a hundred more ships. Um, I mean, 
more personally, uh, Planet With also knew how to deploy its limited like resources for maximum effect. Yes, I mean, you know, this is... This is... All right. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. it was Point is, time. I don't know if it was money. Yeah. They did not Holy have shit. the resources. Yeah. Iro, do you want Do you want to have the floor? Look, it is... this camera, the anime, yeah. the anime adaptation looks like ass. It's poorly adapted. It's almost stunning how much of a mess it is. I can't believe that this happened. It's uh, not like this. Just not like not this. like this. It's like that's yeah, basically no, how, it's... how I feel. Like, oh, like like I, we can't so even I, joke. This is a project we have joked about since literally ten years ago. Yeah, right? since two thousand. We can't we can't relitigate all of that again. We just know, have to but... talk about what we thought of the show. Yeah, and you know what I think about the show is that it looks like ass, and they like fucked it it's up. Just... Just... It's so yeah. uninspired. Like, there's no, yeah. there's never any effort to go beyond. It shouldn't have been made. Like, yeah. like, if, it, like if we were gel, gonna get this, you know what? Don't bother. Gel, gel. I, you know, I'm gonna tell you right now. I want you to post that, like in 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 the post in the blog post, or you can even put it at the end of this podcast. Okay. Just put somewhere that guitar riff you made in like five minutes. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Yes. All right, because what I'm about to say is like. I think we can all talk about how, oh, it's such an incompetent adaptation. They fucked up everything. But here's the thing that's really galling about Lucifer the Biscuit Hammer is it doesn't even try. Even in its intent, right? it, like, it, it doesn't the even there's, make the right choices. There, there are no, like, like, nobody made a creative choice. Right. Like, there's there's no yeah. attempt to reframe anything for, like, right. um, for an animated context, you know? It is just... Boom, boom, basic shot choice, half length, tight in, full length. It's the length. most half-assed thing in the world. Yeah, like, just kind of like a real My First Film School project yeah. thing. Like, look, I look, I lost sleep over how bad the Golden Kamui anime was. They tried. Yeah. The OP and ED of Golden Kamui are great. Uh-huh. They at least tried. They, they, had atten- right. they made an attempt... Uh-huh. To to adapt that story, what's like right. so infuriating about Lucifer the Biscuit Hammer is fucking phoned in. Like, just they, they don't they don't care. So like to use the Golden Comedy been... comparison, G, the the that while that that anime was not great production wise, I still got the impression that the creators understood what that manga was about. Or perhaps even read it. Let's say, <laughs> you know, like they they knew what like the the show was going for, even if they didn't have the means to um, reproduce it. And and yeah. there are a lot of people that actually like that anime. Yeah, and um, by, based on everything it, I've seen, it did like a, they picked it up in later seasons. Like right, it does eventually. Like and the thing we've joked is that once they had to, once Golden Kamui stopped being about fighting animals and became more about fighting people, like. Suddenly, those like huge issues kind of disappeared because, like, we even on a low budget, right? a low to average budget, you can still portray human fighting a lot easier than, right. than animals. And, no, and yeah, in the case of in the case of, of Biscuit Hammer, a biscuit, yeah, they, they have I don't they have no idea like what kind of tone and mood and right. whatever the show is like, supposed to have. It's not that they don't have any idea of what tone. They don't have any idea of what tone is. It doesn't just, have the right tone it because doesn't it have doesn't have tone. tone. Right, like, like, let's just yeah. get into it, alright? Like, the fucking opium ED of this show fucking suck. The music I mean, is garbage. That, that's like, largely beyond the control of the production crew, but yes, like, they I, do but suck. Like, the, I, there's I, no I, animation. I know they pan saying, over but, the oh, yeah, key no, like that, and then show stock footage. Yeah, I thought G was talking about the music. 
music. Well, I am. I am. Like, I mean, you're right that, yes, I know that the studio doesn't have a direct say in, in, in the music, but... But someone I'm speaking, does. But someone does, right? And and that's what's so... Dis- Look, I know that on some level now we are getting angry because we are talking about our uh-huh. canon version sure, yeah. of the Biscuit Hammer anime, but... It's literally called Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. There's a there's a there's a thing in that manga called the Blues Drive Monster. All right, like it is a story heavily influenced and informed by that style of early two thousands kind of melancholic alt rock. Yeah, and they don't even try, man. Gel, the reason why I said you need to post the thing is that, like, Gel, you said like in five ten minutes you were able to strum. Yes, I literally like, picked up because so uh, yes to to explain what we're talking about, I. As a as a when, experiment, when I picked up my out, guitar yeah. and I'm like, I'm going to just start playing some nostalgic sounding power chords from the nineties. <laughs> Alright, so and... I I do want to make like at least one defense here, which is that you played those things on a thin line telecaster, which has to be worth at least I... twice the whole budget of <laughs> <laughs> That is fair. That is fair. Yeah. I probably paid more for that guitar than the budget of this anime, but surely someone out in Japan has a telecaster that they can lend somebody. Uh, but um But, but yeah, look, if 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 a story is named after a song, you should probably get the song. And even right. if you can't, you can't like that should give you some indicator song. of like what right. what yeah. sound to go for, right? right. And I'll say exactly. this because I don't I don't think you guys watched episode two, right? No, I skimmed like episode, episode two. two. Um, I feel like at that point the music choices were actively harming the story. Oh no! Oh, now we need to watch episode two. <laughs> yeah, flipped, now I it's flipped. Wonder, it yeah. flips over from just being like nothing to like. Your choice here is now actively harming the story. What, are oh, they, like, man. playing the what fucking, like, Resident Evil DualShock Edition soundtrack oh, over, fuck. <laughs> over it? I feel like it's the equivalent of, like, um... How would I explain this? Because, uh, I mean, episode just a, one's music was just the most generic, right. like, you know, anime the, music, right? The, like, the, 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 choices, the choice of music and how they cut it and shift, like, dramatically... Between like the bits, the serious bits, and everything, it, it's it's awful. Um, yeah, man. Which I, you know, spoilers. Things don't get any better in episode two. It's it's so. been a while since we've seen a legitimate. Oh, this must have been a tax scam anime. God, <laughs> like, right? Jeez. But the, this this has the vibe. Yeah, I would have. I would have put a bullet in. They're from the same magazine, which is why I'm saying this. I would have put a bullet in the new Trigun, to get. And all, all any of that money on this, like, yeah, I was gonna say, would you accept a studio orange? Absolutely, of, absolutely. Okay, I mean, all right. Here's so that, over as this, someone who yes. really loves, as someone who really loves Trigun, I know why. I know. I'm sorry. Okay, so I, no, I've got a pitch here. Okay, so uh, Yuhi wakes up, but instead oh, of throwing the lizard knight out of the window, he eats the lizard knight's foot instead. <laughs> no, okay. So the the thing I'll say is. I would, you know, for your sake, I would make that trade. Because here's the thing. Trigun's popular. People yeah. like Trigun. Naitao is a respected mangaka who has probably, you know, made his fortune off of Trigun. Blood Blockade Battlefront is a well-liked manga that is still going. There I, is a great Trigun anime already out there. It's yeah. not, you know, it's not a one-to-one not adaptation of the manga. But I, I will say that Trigun is perhaps a bit less popular in Japan than it is in the West. But you're probably it's right. Well but known. It's well known. I think known. I, you're right. I, I, you know, I'm not trying to imply it's up there with saying. I'm sure Naito made but... some nice money off of it. 
Yeah, that's Absolutely, what I mean, right? Yeah. Is that Naitau had his time in the sun. Trigon had its time in the sun. It has fans. There are people who like it and, 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 and you know, enjoyed it for what it was. And so, whereas Mizukami has never had that shot, right? And that's the thing that's frustrating, right? right? Is it feels like Mizukami is never going to get right, that shot. Right, it just keeps shot, getting screwed. Right? And, and so, like, I would happily make that trade for you, Iro. Like... Mizukami it, it, deser- needs it more than Naitau does. It it is frustrating because, like I, I, you know, I told you guys when watching the first episode, I still got a little excited when Samadari gives her her speech. Like there, yeah, like I it's know still those moments, it's because, still those characters. Yeah, you can't because I know the positive qualities that much. But... It's a little pretty fucking hard though. Yeah, <sighs> but like, be, be, I, I mean, I, and it is because I've read the manga and I know what's coming, of course. Yeah. But like, just. Trust us, folks. There's a good story in here. Like it's, yeah, it's a, in its it, original I, form. I, don't keep watching the anime. Just go read the manga, please. Yeah, go, go read the manga. I mean, there's a lot. I you know, if they can even, in you know, give any kind of encouragement to people to read the manga, I suppose that would that would be nice. Yeah. But if like uh, even a hundred more people like pick up a volume of the manga, <laughs> like yeah, I mean, it, it's it's you know, and a lot of it started because I haven't really you know thought about it in a long time and I was start, starting to actually think about what happens in the long like uh you know it's it's a good story about right. like the you know ordinary people getting what I would describe as modest superpowers <laughs> dealing with this like cosmic level problem which right. I think I think you know if we're going to reference planet with there's a little bit of that in planet with too right yeah. like that that aspect totally. of it and it's characters like- that you know, give, are given time to grow and develop, mm-hmm. which they're yeah. not going to give them time they're, in the anime, right. but in the manga. Stuff in episode two that, like, gets paid, that would get paid off on, like, 14 to 15 episodes later. Yes. That's, like, in the original form of the story, like, it's a huge payoff, you know, because you see how far they've come from the beginning of the story, and it's just like... right. And of course, just, I but, see that stuff in the anime, and I remember how it is right in the manga, and I'm like, yeah, this is a good story. But then also, just it, it's not a good. But adaptation. when it's happening it's in episode two, and it hasn't had the time to build up to and, things, and you know, yeah, no matter how good yeah. a story is, yeah. like if it's not presented exactly. well, or if it's handled clumsily, like, yep. and you're cutting, you know, big chunks of it. Yeah, um, it it's a, it's a story that needs time to build and totally. I mean, they're not giving. They're probably not going to. From what we've seen, again in episode two, especially, like mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to give it time to build either. So, just just read the manga. Yeah, just <laughs> you know, it's it, we, we, take I mean, our word had, for it. Read the manga. We, we've had this rallying cry, like again, yeah, back with Golden Kamui. We've had this rallying cl- rallying cry now that Hinamatsuri probably yes, isn't B getting stars. a season two. You know, B stars the rallying is... cry because you know no season two of Doro Hidoro, <laughs> and now with Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, we say it once again. That's the just conclusion. Read the manga. That's the conclusion of us watching anime. Go read manga. <laughs> yeah. Alright. <laughs> and then after reading manga, we'll say, go to sleep. Uh, yeah. Alright. Well, we'll see uh, what we're going to end up talking about next time. I don't know. Lots of stuff on the bubble this season, I think. Yeah. Some might say it's time for Elgin. Mm. Well, Please yeah, there might be the some there might be some backlog talk Lead next episode. Lead me now to where you are. <laughs> yeah so we'll see but 
that's going to do it for now. So let's uh, wrap things up with our housekeeping. You can check us out at theglorialblog.com, which, once again, you can go read all of our first looks on these and many other shows that we watched from the summer season. You can follow us on Twitter at theglorialblog. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher. And you can check us out on YouTube, where you can like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, uh, you know, leave us five-star reviews, all that good stuff. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, and we'll catch everybody next time. And more years. <laughs>